1: Seahawks fans, welcome back to the Seahawks Playbook podcast. I'm your host Bill sitting down with co-host Keith Myers. Welcome in, man.
2: Yeah, it's been it was a fun, fun day two of the draft. Um, Seahawks got uh, a couple of nice players, uh, ones that I really like, um, and I think fit really well in what with what they're trying to do. I do too.
1: You know, it's, it's uh, crazy when you go out and you watch all the, uh, you read all the fan stuff and all the postings on Twitter and some of the other pundits that are out there covering the team. And um, there's just a lot of negativity there and I don't get it. I I think the Seahawks came in with a plan, a clear plan, obviously now, um, and they executed it. Okay.
2: I have not looked at, I have not looked at, at that stuff. You're going to have to explain to me where, like, what, what are they saying with the negative? Well, it's, and it
1: mostly revolves around the running back pick. As you would expect, um, okay, so well, we can talk about that a little bit. I thought I, I would kind of get into that as we kind of went over the picks, but it it basically kind of hovers around that selection, and um, all the other grades are fairly good, um, uh, maybe a little less so on on Boy Maffe that, that you and I might hand out, but um, the Kenneth Walker pick is getting trashed uh okay, if you so, will on twitter and i don't get well, it i really don't
2: so on, on twitter's fine but you know because uh, you know what i mean because like twitter hawk Twitter, hawk blogger brian
1: nimhauser that whole the, the, that whole crew which is, is C, trashing which is, the pick and which is Seahawks you know, twitter i mean that's, that's right and that, every right. analytical dude out there that has a a, a a slide rule in his pocket is you know saying this is crazy that they would drop that high oh my god but we have the counter arguments. We can get into that.
2: Yeah. So um, I, I'm just saying, like you're saying, oh, it's so much negativity. I just don't um, see reason for negativity. I mean, I understand people are like, oh, you drafted a running back so high. You know what? That's what happens when you have two picks like that. You're, you can take a chance on one of them. You can um, when you've got extra right. picks, you can you can make those kind of picks. This and it, this was an absolute need for this team. They don't have a starting running back on their roster. They've got two guys that fans seem to think are starting running backs, but neither one of them has been able to stay healthy at all, ever. Um, and they needed a guy. Absolutely, Keith. And they, they also, you know, you look at what they did um, with, you know, their first their first round pick and then their last pick in the third round, they're clearly shifting the offense. Away from what we're used to seeing in Seattle, they're going to this outside zone. They're going to ones where that you guys are going to get lateral, and and then you need them to be able to to put their foot in the ground and explode through a hole and yeah. get downfield, and you know to get a guy with with Walker's speed, um, and like and you combine
1: it, that with what they did at the tackle positions.
2: Yes, to
1: me, it's a home run.
2: So yeah, I'm I'm in the
1: complete opposite of the spectrum. I don't see this as a, oh, my God, we drafted this guy at 41. Um, I look at it in a, in a much broader sense in that that draft pick spot will melt away in time. And we will look at the player and the effect on the team and what it all means uh, in the big picture. And I think as, as you look into the future, we didn't have anybody under contract, really, except for Dallas uh, past mm-hmm. this year. You mentioned the injuries. You you get the best running back in the draft here at this spot, um, to, you know, to walk away, you know, out of the draft with a D minus grade, which he's, you know, been handed out is just completely ludicrous. Well, and, I, and I'm not, do, I'm not giving any they, weight to it, Keith. It's they, not that big they of a deal. Hate but the,
2: do they hate the player or do they just hate the, the they hate um, the
1: positional value?
2: Yeah. See, that's just dumb. It now, is. If, if they'd taken, if they'd taken a running back in round one, yeah. I'm sorry. The um, Penny was good for five games, but I'm not a, a running back in round one guy. I think that, uh, and then, you know, basically in this year's draft, you had Brees Hall, which went um, w- went earlier in round two. And then the next guy was Spiller. Um, and Spiller is not fast. He is. And he's still um, on the board, too. And he's still on the board. He is a guy who is slow. Um, they're the running back position in this draft uh it it just didn't have that doesn't have that depth and that um you know that the other positions had there were two guys that were draftable as starters spiller might be one but only for their certain kind of offense Mm -hmm. um and for what seattle's trying to shift to offensively he wasn't a good fit there um there were really two starting running backs in this draft and they got one of them so and they were both drafted high and they were both drafted in this in early the in the second round. round. Exactly. Um, and so you, you have, they needed a starting running back. They did what they had to do to go get one. I don't hate the pick. Um, I think that this, there's just this general hatred of, of running backs um, in general with the draft community. And I think that it's um, a little misplaced. I mean, you have, there needs we to be some We saw last
1: back. year what it looked like when we were successfully running the ball yeah when we, we got, were when yeah, we were we executing the offense the way that it was designed yep we Suddenly were able to move the ball we you know if you extrapolate our stats in the last five or six games over the entire season we're a top five top six offensive team and mm-hmm. i think that's the way that they're looking at it this is a long-term move this isn't a short-term win now move this is a put in place for our future um they, they had a strategy going and i mentioned that early when you draft a tackle early you draft your edge, you draft your running back, you go out and grab, it, grab another tackle. They avoid the quarterback situation. They didn't move around and get cute in this draft. They came in with a plan, executed it. I thought it was well done. I love the picks. I think that mm-hmm. that everyone else will too. As soon as they land and they see the effect that uh, that Walker has on the, the running back room, I think that'll be great. I think, boy, Mafe, who we haven't talked yet, the 40th overall pick. Um, in in the draft uh for the seahawks is uh is a great pick now he's got a little bit of work to do to refine his game but he came in just with tons of athleticism heavy hands a great fit in that kind of leo role if you're going to roll out a four three if you're going to be in the three four he can drop back into coverage he can be outside linebacker he's got a again he's got a little bit of work to do there based on the scheme that he came from but i think that he's a great athletic profile fit for the seahawks defense
2: yeah um i mean and basically you look at at him he's 260 pounds six four i mean this is a guy who is um got that uh 81 inch
1: wingspan too yeah
2: um he's got that defensive end um you know like that that leo the the seven tech the the side opposite the five tech for those of you that um um are scoring at home but uh he's got that that um, that build and, and that that look. But then you look at he had ran a four five, three forty. Yeah. Right. That is um that is very good linebacker speed. Um and for him to be able to to as they switch to this three four, for him to drop back and be that outside linebacker, because with you know, to have Taylor on the other side, on one side of the outside, he doesn't have that, he doesn't have that speed. Um, he's got more burst and, you know, a little bit more power, but he doesn't have that same level of speed. And so you put, um, you know, Taylor on, on the strong side, you put, um, Moffey on the weak side, um, mm, as yeah, you're, you're right. as you're, as you're out, you're starting outside, um, linebackers and you just let them work. You let them use their superior size and athleticism.
1: And you um, add so Brooks you, to that equation. It's just crazy.
2: Yeah. I mean, so, so those guys come coming off the edge, one, yeah. you know, one at a time or both, Just really ups the athleticism at linebacker. You have Brooks in the middle. I still think that they need another middle linebacker. I'm not um, Mm -hmm. entirely sold on, um, you know, running uh, Cody Barton out there in that spot. But I do think that with where where they're at now, you've got uh, you've got three people on your you know at your linebacker positions in your three four that are good enough to be. You know, Super Bowl caliber team, yeah. um, and it's, so you kind of just look at how many, how many. And players you add Jamal in Adams your into that
1: mix there in the box. Yep. And you know, and Bruce uh, Feldman had uh, Maffe at number seventeen overall in his uh, Athletic Freaks list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he has a, a, a over forty inch vertical jump, jumps ten six in the in the broad jump. The forty you mentioned down at four four three. He can clean 400 four hundred pounds.
2: So where what did he do four four three? Because I've got, um his combine was four five three.
1: He uh four excuse me four five three. Sorry. Okay. I was because
2: if that's what he ran at his pro day, I don't have. Um, yeah, I don't have the pro
1: day. I don't have the pro day either. But you know, this is just a totally scheme diverse guy. He Came in, dominated the senior bowl, ended up being the national player of the game in that game, um as well as just had a great week. He was unblockable um just terrific upside i really i like the pick i think it was the best available pick that the seahawks could can make at that spot and they Mm -hmm. they went and they got their guy there was a a few other things that they could have done uh but i was totally happy with the pick considering the investment now in the in the trenches on the edge um at at tackle we came back we got the running back Uh, but what did you think about the third round selection keith
2: so the third round selection um, was surprising. I'll give you that. Um, they went and got, um, you know, Abraham Lucas, Abe Lucas from Washington State, who has, you know, the feet, the athleticism, all that stuff to be a franchise left tackle. But he played right tackle exclusively um, for Wazoo. And so um, basically, we, you and I both looked at him as like, hey, if you miss out on on mm-hmm. one of the top, um, one of the top offensive tackles, you know, you don't have a day one starter at left tackle. You could pick Lucas and groom him to be that starting left tackle a year from now. Um, that's the kind of player he is. He has all of those traits, um, and they draft him to be their right tackle, which is what he was. So he could step in day one and be be your starting right tackle. Um, and so that's now, great. That's great value. And so, what you what you look think about this? This team went into this draft with um, two tackles on the roster. Um, Forsyth and Curran. Yep, both of them are guys that were rookies last year. Curran got to play some. Forsyth didn't. Um, neither has any experience, and honestly, their ceiling is not the highest on either one. Although I think Forsyth could develop into something but he's just not a run blocker he's um exclusively a pass blocker um instead they went and upgraded that position twice you've got your starting um offensive tackles for the next eight years um both in this draft and honestly it's not what i would have done in that spot but i'm not complaining i think it's, it's a great no
1: pick. no we've talked about we we've talked extensively in fact if there's probably a tackle in this draft that we've talked about the most it's it's Abe lucas and just because of the positional value at that spot and and where we thought C- the seahawks might go mm-hmm. uh he was going to be available in that range and so he he got talked about quite a bit why does it now surprise you that seattle went and doubled
2: down uh on the offensive line Just because they doubled down at offensive tackle. And so you've got, they already, they had already gone cross and, um, typically teams will spread their talent out, uh, in their draft. And so, uh, I would have, I, I looked at this and thinking, okay, so they've already got cross, They've upgraded there. Um, they'll play current on the other side this year, um, Mm -hmm. and see what happens. Then they come back and they get, um, Abe Lucas and you're like, all right. So they, they're investing in the offensive line like they they haven't done and they're investing in guys that have an insane number of pass blocking reps um and yeah i mean so what would you what were you
1: thinking what were you uh thinking that they would do you think that they should have maybe gone corner with this selection
2: I was thinking that they were gonna go corner um or just because they they still need a, a, starting a linebacker. Corner. Yeah. Um and so I was thinking I was thinking that they were gonna go corner in that spot, um, not tackle. But you know what? I'm not against it. <laughs> right. <I> didn't <laughs> it, it, figure. Really it was gonna be Perry and Winfrey are cornerback and um you know, that's kind of where um where they're at. Sports fans, look at
0: the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NFL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code T-P-P-N at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So. And that's where
1: they're at this morning. Um, you know, when, when we're on the clock, um, we've which got Which is coming some, up soon. Which is coming up soon. I think we're the fourth pick overall uh, yep. in the morning here. First, uh, you know, fourth pick overall in the fourth round. Um, we've got an opportunity here to, um, to, to kind of make a difference. And there's some interesting players still on the board, Keith. Um, yeah. I guess it starts at quarterback if you want to kind of just get that out of the way right away. Sam Howell sitting there. There's been a few rumors about Seattle poking around a little bit on Sam Howell, but I just don't see it. They've passed this far, this this far along, and they've got three quarterbacks. I think that they really like, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. to come into camp and compete. I just don't know about adding another body uh, out of this draft now at this point.
2: So um, they pick, they pick fourth in this round. The t- Tampa Bay is actually on the clock as we record. Um, Where do you want to see them go?
1: I think, you know, if you take a look at the players available, uh, you've got Perry and Winfrey sitting there. You and I have talked extensively about Perry and Winfrey. If there's another guy that we've talked about more than any other, uh, as far as Abe Lucas, it's Perry and Winfrey, a guy at the defensive tackle spot that can be your penetrator, that can get to the quarterback, disrupt the pocket, all that kind of stuff. I think that would be an excellent pick cornerback is definitely a position of need right now Keith Tariq mm-hmm. Wolin is sitting there one of my personal favorites out of this draft is a player that's got all the athletic profile that you could ever want for a cornerback got over six foot three 210 pounds super long super fast athletic can jam receivers jump out of that the he, room yeah, yeah he would be one of those guys that I think you could end up being a lockdown guy on one side of the field
2: athletically he is the defensive equivalent of DK Metcalf he also is a guy that played at UTSA right University of Texas San Antonio that's
1: the rub right that's why he's here why why was he
2: why was he there and not at a big time school um and that that's really what it comes down to is is he is a he's he's a project but he is a good Looking project. And you know, uh, I'll give you as far as far as another as one.
1: A, some, I'll give you another one that's out of school that you know nobody's even heard of. Sam Houston, Zion McCollum. Here's another mm-hmm. guy that's a, a, a cover press corner <clears throat> that's got super athletic traits uh that, that might be on the Seahawks radar. Um, beyond that, there's a couple of uh Alabama corners, um, Jalen Amar Davis and Josh Joby that are out there. We know the connection with Joby. Scott being see, Julie, a coach the, would be a
2: good pick because he actually fits seattle's profile um the other one he, he's a, he he's a t-rex he's got really short arms despite mm-hmm. being tall um and i just don't see uh i was I just kind of i was well, no. i was
1: just uh pontificating the the connection there with the carl scott the defensive backs coach currently coaching those guys at alabama might be very familiar obviously with those guys and uh may prefer one over the other regardless of you know, the arms or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. How about you? What do what are you looking at right now? So
2: so to me it comes down as a as a as a choice between three players. You've got Perry and Winfrey, you've got uh Tariq Woolen, and then the third one is um Damone Clark, the linebacker out of LSU, right? 240 wow. pounds, six yeah. two and a half, um, long arms, four five, seven, forty, um, great looking three cone, all those kind of things, good athlete. Um and i think that he's one of those guys he's the guy that you would would be able to come in push um uh Cody barton for a starting job in the middle um uh, and just being able to uh yeah just come in and and um be able to <clears throat> really just firm up that middle linebacker because if you're playing a three four you need two inside linebackers they we've got one and a half. Um, so getting another one to come in and compete would be would be really important. So um I just think that he's the guy.
1: I'll give you the name to watch um Barbo, uh, Barno, uh, okay. excellent uh, senior bowl. I just really think that they love his athleticism. Six five two forty six ran a four three six forty. That's just crazy. Um, and they would love to have that at team speed. Um, a guy like Zach Tom, I know that you're talking about uh going to the offensive line, but this guy wouldn't be expected to start right away. But a guy like Zach Tom out of Wake Forest played offensive guard, took some offensive center snaps. Um, recently it is pro day and would be an athletic profile that would fit what they're looking for at the center position. Um, a guy like Michael Clemens, the, the edge, they could double down on that position, they put double down on tackle, they could do it again. At the, uh, at the edge spot, and then a, an underrated guy that I think that might be on their radar later on, possibly with that 145 pick overall in the fifth round, would be a guy like Matthew Butler, the defensive tackle out of Tennessee, 6'4", 297 pounds. He's a 3 tech. He's a guy mm-hmm. that's going to be able to push the pocket and get get to the uh, quarterback a little bit. He just has but a little bit of work, doesn't defend the run great. He so doesn't he's, defend the run. That, and That's, that, that's why he's that. run free. Yes, that's
2: that's the rub on Perry and Winfrey is that he is a pass rush specialist. He would, he's a guy that's going to come in on, on third and long in your two minute drill in situations where, you know, the the opposing team is passing. um, But he is not a, you know, three down player. Um, He is not a run stuffer in any way. So, um, and that's the rub on him, but you can never have too many pass rushers. And if you're, you're lining up, you know, bringing in guys on the rotation you for if you're the Seahawks, you've got the big bodies. You've got um Woods and Um ah, Monet and you know, they you've got the you've got the right. giant guys having guys that can move the pocket and do be pass rushers, they don't have that. And that's why I think Perry and Winfrey would be a good pick. Um I do so, I do too. So we're we are we are recording this after or right as um round four started. Uh, the first pick, uh, Tampa Bay took Cade Otten, the tight end out of Washington. Houston's pick is in Cleveland Browns on the clock. I'm still waiting to find out who, um, the Houston pick is, but if you'll stick with us, um, we may be able to have Seattle's pick. Yeah, we can stick around um, for the
1: Seahawks pick. That would be fun. And,
2: and actually kind of do that live here while we're doing it. So, um, yeah. So what do you think of, of Cade Otten going to, to Tampa?
1: Yeah, I mean, what's Gronkowski doing? You know, let's what where's his speed dial right now? Because uh, you know, is he going to play? Is he going to stay out now? T- you know, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers feel like they've picked up somebody that t- that can come in and at least be a guy that's able to do it all for them. Kate mm-hmm. Otten's a guy that's going to be a, a inline guy that can also give you a little bit of uh, plus play uh, catching the ball a little bit. And um, yeah, it's a good pick. I mean, he's a solid player. He's a solid player, and at this point point in the draft, I think this is a great value.
2: So the Houston Texans went running back Damon Pierce. Um, so Cleveland that is bodes on. well
1: for the Seahawks, actually.
2: Yep, because Cle- Cleveland is now on the clock. Their pick is in; they did not trade it, um, and so the Seahawks are now on the clock. Um, we're waiting to see who so we could picked.
1: get w- one of Perry and Winfrey or Woolen.
2: Both of those guys are available.
1: Now watch; they'll go pick somebody right now that we've probably never talked about on the show. Um which oh, well, makes a which makes a hell of a lot of sense. But, which
2: makes a lot of sense because or trade out of it. Um I would actually guess that they would trade down. Um if you could get if if one of these if if one of these teams is looking at a guy like Perry and Winfrey and they're like he would help our defense a lot, um, you could trade down um, you know, just a few spots like to the um the Jets at six or the, the Giants at seven in this round, um and get a sixth round pick because they don't have a sixth round pick. Um, you might have to give up, um, you know, 109 and 153, and then you would get back like 111 and um, 162 or whatever it is that the Jets have. Um, and so just to do that, you pick up that sixth round pick that you didn't have before um, to get into that range. It's a possibility.
1: Yeah, interesting. Wow. Crazy, uh what's going to happen?
2: Perry and Winfrey went to the browns,
1: okay, I mean, so that makes that. a lot of sense for them i th- I was thinking that they might lean that direction, and they, they sure is sure as heck dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so we're up what's what what are we going to do, Keith? Are we going to trade it? Are we going to pick it? Who's the pick?
2: If the if okay, if I'm if I'm the GM, I'm thinking Tariq Woolen I think you he this is a team that that needs a starter at cornerback. This is a guy with starter talent. He's not a day one starter. Um That's
1: that's exactly the way to look at that.
2: But he is a he is a starter. He is um a guy that I don't want to I, I never want to compare anyone to Richard Sherman. He's such a unique guy and unique talent and unique work ethic and all of that. But he this is a guy that could do the the Richard Sherman thing where he comes in, is looks like he's buried on the depth chart as a rookie, but develops, uses that athleticism, uses the fact that he's got absolutely elite physical traits and turns it into being an all pro corner in time. Seahawks pick is in. Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. We will see who Seattle picked here in Well, we stayed at
1: the spot. I you know what's is surprising in and of itself. I you know, they, this is a prime spot in the draft where you might see teams wanting to come up and get this, the player that's remaining that they really like um, because the the positional draft value chart here, it's pretty easy to move around, uh, you know, 5, yeah. 10 spots and you're not giving up too much.
2: Yeah, it's, there's usually a lot of trades in this range because, yeah, there isn't a lot of value. So like I was saying, if, if the CX moved down, they could move down like five spots get a get a and trade this pick on a fifth to get a second, fourth, and a sixth. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so they would get two fours and right. a six. So, so you'd pick up a pick, you move up, you know what I mean? So you, you can do those kind of things in this range, because if you look at the, the trade value chart, these picks just aren't worth much. Um, they, they get worth less and less the more you move down. So.
1: Yeah. I, I want them to have woolen dude. Come on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: come on. <laughs> come on Seattle. Do it. <laughs> but if it isn't woolen, I, I just want the best player available. Like if they, if they, think that they need a best player available that's great i'd, I'd go linebacker i'd go to you know whatever wide receiver mm-hmm. um safety um just add some speed add some athleticism that would be fun
2: yeah um clark would be a guy um yeah one, I mean,
1: DeMille, are- clark would be interesting for this team i think
2: those are those are kind of the guys I'm looking at. There are some a couple other defensive linemen that are in there. Um, the Seahawks are showing a desire to build this roster in the trenches, build it from the inside out. Um, you know, that's I mean they they've gone with um, essentially three offensive or three linemen, uh, two on the offense and one on the defense. So I I like the way that they're starting to build this roster. And if they go defensive line here, I won't be sad about it. I just think they need a cornerback. They need a guy. Um, who can see so, so and, and at this guy.
1: point of the draft, if you pick for positional need, it's probably okay because you've you've probably got guys on your board you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: ten deep that are have kind of equal value here, and so you're gonna get the guy that's going to help your team the most, and positional yep. value makes a ton of sense there,
2: well, and it's not like you're picking you're not like you're reaching for a guy. this is someone who um people were looking at as a third round pick, he's now available in the fourth round um and it's 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 value positionally it's a value as far as um I've got the Big pick. What is I've it? I got the
1: pick. Cincinnati cornerback Kobe Bryant. Really? Is the pick.
2: See, this is a guy that you and I talked about just before we came on air and I was unconvinced because of his um he he's got short arms. Yeah. Got all the speed in the world, but short arms um not a not a um a sea hockey player
1: well, maybe they're changing their positional uh athletic profile
2: i mean they, you kind of see that they have i mean uh d j reed was um not that profile they drafted um uh trey who did they draft last year? <laughs> Their starter um yeah. Trey Brown Brown um I just remember the you can't ever have enough trays on your roster uh joke that um was made but um yeah Trey Brown who also didn't doesn't fit the traditional Seahawk profile I just felt that when with them starting to let guys walk um that they were going to go back to wanting guys with length and size and speed and mm-hmm. um I, I I am a little confused by uh, this pick um for the seahawks, but again, we were just talking put positional value.
1: Yeah. Um well he's six one. He's got the height. I think he's he's a he's a jumper. Uh, he's, he's 191. He's not huge frame. Uh 31 and a half inch arms, you you uh, explained 74 inch wingspan. So this guy's probably just looking at that profile is more of a slot guy. Guy that's going to mm-hmm. be shifty and and uh, and and play the run really well. Um, ideal length and size for the position. I'm just going to read some specs here. Feel good, uh, very good feel for the game. High football IQ is a natural leader, elite quick feet, and is a natural moving uh, backpedaler and and uh, transitions to full sprint. Very good in run defense and an impressive tackler. Now that's a Pete Carroll guy right there. Um, could be mistaken for a box safety. Mirrors all but the fastest receivers in blanket coverage. Ideally suited as a man press cover corner. Can be uh, can use his aggression, physical style, to intimidate smaller receivers. as an NFL frame with strong hands, ability to close quickly and underneath routes. Uh, has the size to tackle with a thump. Extremely aggressive. Comes up and put his body uh, on on players. Willing to uh, be successful at blitzing the from the edge and considers uh, consideration for a move to safety with a combination of range and sure tackling. Um, yeah. Maybe they see him as a, as a free safety, Keith.
2: It might be. Um, you know, I'm looking at um, Lance Zerling, uh his thing on it. He said um, he will need help against NFL deep speed, which I don't know. His 40 it looks fine. Um, and could struggle in an off-man capacity. So he's if he's not impressed where he's uh, doing that, they, they, he thinks he's going to struggle. Um, zone cover schemes that allow him a linear eyes forward approach um, should play directly into his strengths and allow him to become yeah. a corner. You know, uh,
1: I'm I'm reading again too that he has the skill set to be an elite safety at the next level. Um, he won the Jim Jim Thorpe Award. Yeah, this year as well. So, so interesting!
2: Wow. So if they're seeing him as a as a free safety, I mean with his with his I mean okay, his forty yard dash is, is four five four. It's not elite. Which is not great, right? It's not it's not elite, but it's not terrible. Um and you could you could see him as if if the CX go to a too high safety, you don't want Jamal Adams in the back, right? Um, you need another guy. And so they could they feel like they could put um Bryant out there as that third safety to be the second double high um, and leave Jamal Adams up in the box where he belongs then yeah you've kind of got the um, you know your profile of the guy i right
1: interesting it's an interesting pick I mean with with Woolen sitting there I mean this is the guy that they picked yeah you know and you've got a really good defensive backs room with Desai and Carl Scott and of course coach Carroll and this is their pick I trust that. Like, yeah. I've got to put my trust in that and the faith that this is the guy. The CX and he's got have drafted, attributes that they like. Yeah, the is have
2: drafted corners and um, safeties, defensive backs, very, very well in the Pete Carroll era. He was a defensive backs coach before he was a defensive coordinator, before he was the head coach, right? Um, it's kind of his specialty. And you've got a bunch of uh, defensive back-oriented um you know, coaches and coordinators, and uh, you got to think they they know what they're doing. I'm just saying, for me, wh- what I've seen, I don't get it, but I'm not the expert. They are. Um, and I track- didn't get last
1: year's pick either.
2: Oh and yeah, ter- and I Trey- think it's
1: going to turn out okay.
2: I really kind of didn't like Trey Brown as a pick because I just I watched his tape and he was he would hold on every play. I mean, the guy was going to be a penalty machine, and I didn't get it um and he was short with shorter arms and i was like really mm-hmm. but you know what when he before he got hurt he was looking really solid like really good like he was incredibly sticky um definitely proved me wrong I, it's too bad that he got hurt but um you know i i had you know if you hadn't gotten hurt he would be guaranteed like he's you pencil him or write him a minute pen as a starter this year um and but now with the injury like okay they need someone else and maybe that's why they went with bryant here over a guy like woolen is they need someone who can come in and play right away because that room the cornerback room is pretty empty
1: it's it's it, light but it's it's not good it's not it's not you, horrible you've
2: got Sidney jones and you've got an injured trey brown Yes. um who won't yes. won't be able to play early in the season. We we um, don't
1: know that though.
2: Given his patellar tendon injury. Yes, we do. Um that's a that's an injury that takes more than a year to come back from uh fully. And so I'll give I, you that. I I I don't think that uh you know, it's in the cards to to for him to be an elite player. So I think they needed a starter I and mean, maybe that's why they went with Bryant whereas Treek Woolen is more of a project he's just got such a high upside i would have had a hard time seeing yeah kobe Bryant
1: uh, Bryan has got uh four years of starter experience in a near championship caliber team mm-hmm. um and he's got the attributes that, that that we don't get a chance to see in the leadership qualities and in the interview uh, process and all of those sorts of things it sounds like that's where he's a head and shoulders above maybe some of the other prospects and i bet you a, a million bucks when pete carroll comes out and they announce this pick, and they talk about them a little bit. I bet you that's one of the things that they talk about.
2: Yeah. So i um, I've been one of the things that I've I've made a constant joke, and you just roll your eyes at me. Is all of the former um, the the former NBA players have, having their names in this draft? Um, Kobe Bryant that that should come to mind. Um, there's yeah. an Isaiah Thomas, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah, right. That's funny. <laughs> it yeah. is. It, it, I, I, for some reason, that I didn't even pop into my head when I was looking at, at him um, before we started. But yeah, Kobe Bryant. Not yeah. Not that Kobe Bryant. Right. So.
1: Yeah, fun. I, I like it. We've got three more picks in this draft, Keith. We're not going to hang around to do those. Uh, we pick in the fifth round at 145, also 153. So we get that Detroit pick instead of the native Denver pick at Mm -hmm. 145 so that moves us up a little bit more a little higher than we thought we were going to be which is good and then the uh the last pick for us in the draft at 229 what do you expect in the last three picks and we'll get out of here
2: um i expect a linebacker um i expect a wide receiver and then i expect some freaky athlete that we've never heard of
1: yeah that that's that's john or or john Snyder. I vote for a defensive, <laughs> a project defensive tackle. Sure. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, yep. I think you're looking at special teams. We've talked about this many times. So,
2: so um, picks after Seattle, um, Daniel Falele went to Baltimore. They, they picked a 380 pound offensive tackle. Um, Max Mitchell went to the Jets, another offensive lineman who's mm-hmm. kind of positionless. Mm-hmm. He is uh, a tackle, needs to move inside, maybe too tall to play there and then daniel daniel bellinger tight end um san diego san state diego to, state yeah went to the giants and so uh yeah the giants have another pick coming up in a couple and then you've got denver with two straight um at 115 and 116 and so yeah you've got um you got a lot of uh a lot of different um players coming off the board it's a long time till seattle picks but you know what maybe maybe they'll be lucky enough and a guy like treacle and will fall to them or
1: or they'll go up and get him yeah they've got ammunition they could go up and get him i mean if he's sitting there and they want him they'd go get him yeah obviously though they didn't they just had the pick they didn't make it so Mm -hmm. it is interesting all right i'm gonna wrap this thing up keith and we'll come back We'll come back tomorrow or Monday and we'll record a show. We'll kind of put it all in perspective. Obviously, we'll talk about the next three picks that Seattle has remaining and uh, and and maybe we'll grade the, the whole thing as a whole too and uh, talk about now we'll have a kind of a complete look of the roster going forward and uh, maybe by the time we record we'll have the undrafted rookie free agent list as well or partial that we can talk about. So yeah. that's it. Anything else?
2: No, the CX did a good job so far. They've filling out their roster um i like what they've done they've invested in the trenches they've invested in being a bigger physical team um rather than getting cute and going with wide receivers and you know I, so i get those picks are flashy and fun and, and those are the names that you hear on game day but you win by having the big uglies is at the line of scrimmage and the cx have drafted three linemen um uh, yeah so far so it's it's
1: it's crazy um how they've been able to align their board and pick the positions that that they needed the most to come out of this draft with um the offensive tackle spot on both sides really i mean Mm -hmm. and then corner now we drafted the uh, defensive lineman the the edge rusher and then the running back all of those positions were positions where you looked at uh, positions of need we've had those conversations many times we've had shows regarding positions of need and mm-hmm. those are the first four or five that come up. And yep. so uh, you got to so, feel good about yeah, it.
2: Yeah, I mean, and even if you look at, if you look at um, value, you know, getting a guy off the board um, at or lower than, than most people expected them to go. Um, they did that with both their tackles. Yeah. Um, you know, Boy Mafe is all over the place on boards, some as high as 17. Mm-hmm. Um, some saying, you know, he they took him too early. He was in like the mid-50s, whatever.
1: I think it's just about right.
2: Uh, I think it's about right. And so um, the only picks in that reign, you know, that, that were people would question that is going to be um, Kenneth Walker III, the running back. But like we said earlier in the show, there were there are two starting running backs in this draft. At least that's the the view on them and the consensus. This is not a good running back draft. Um and especially when Spiller ran in the four six six range, um, yeah, you see either Brees Hall or Kenneth Kenneth Walker, and Brees Hall went um, the first pick around two, and so the CX got Walker because they desperately needed one. So people are going to complain about the the positional value there, but in this draft, when you need a corner or you need a running back, that's when they had to take him.
1: All right, perfect. All right, let's get out of here. Find Keith it. on Twitter, at MyersNFL. I'm at NW Seahawk. You can find the show. You know how to look it up. And uh, if you're watching us already, just hit the subscribe button. Make sure you're subscribed and uh, don't miss an episode. So
0: until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at seahawksplaybook.com.